When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Kick off your Labor Day weekend with Keyshawn Johnson. I'm Freddie Coleman or Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max presented by Progressive Insurance. Catch us on ESPN Radio as well as ESPN2. Brother Keyshawn, good Friday morning to you. What's going on? Morning, sir. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Always good to see you. Always good to be hanging out with you, especially on a yeah. holiday weekend. Uh, by the way, I know your USC Trojans getting ready to play against Rice tomorrow. I know you're going to be there watching that game, aren't you? No, I'm not going to watch. I'm not going to watch. I'm, I'll, <laughs> not I'll find it. I'll find it somewhere on the tube, but uh-huh. I'm, not, I'm not getting ready to go sit okay. in 120-degree heat oh, to watch him play Rice. Oh. Last time I did that, we almost lost to Western Michigan. So. Oh, yeah. Wow. On, on, on a opening day when it was about 115 degrees on the field. So mm-hmm. I'm not going to do that, Freddie. It's I'll the, watch it. Yeah. See what see what the see what the Lincoln Riley era mm-hmm. how how it gets off to a, a, a such a fast start. I can't wait. Okay. You know, as they say, we're bringing in the uh the savior for the program and uh Now you talking about Lincoln, you talking about Caleb Williams the quarterback. No, the coach. <laughs> I don't what I don't want to see is 17-13 going oh. into the fourth quarter. That's what I oh. don't want to see. Can you imagine if that happens? Yeah, based on all our transfers and uh-huh. things that they put together, we ought to run away with the game. So we'll see. Oof. I, that's the last thing as a USC Trojan alum, not you, but some of the other Trojan alums who want to see a 17-13 game versus food uh, 120 degrees in USC's home opener when it comes to Lincoln Riley yeah, I don't know if and the I, regime. I I don't know if rice is any good. I never really. I mean, I, I haven't paid attention to rice. Yeah, right. You know, last time I was looking at rice, they were running a wishbone. It wasn't you know? that long ago. No, I'm saying <laughs> the last time I paid attention to rice football, okay, they were running the wishbone. Are, were you looking at film, like from the '40s or something like that? Was this wishbone recent? Uh, option, whatever you want to call it, the option, the wishbone. <laughs> RPOs, whatever, whatever uh, you want to call it. Okay, I think you just compare them to Army and Navy and Air Force football. What you doing with Rice? That's what you did. You compare. No, them they to were running that though, for real, Freddie. Okay, I'm not, I'm not disputing. I'm just trying to figure out when it, Rice running the wishbone. If they run the wishbone, it might be great. Just to throw USC off. Either way, that's going to be part of college football weekend. But more importantly, this weekend, a lot of conversation about Donovan Mitchell. Not going to the New York Knicks. You can weigh and be a part of Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Nation on the Dr. Pepper call-in line, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. By the way, ESPN Nation, presented by Dr. Pepper. It ain't college football season without the delicious taste of an ice-cold Dr. Pepper, the one fans deserve. The conversation, I'm not going to say the conversation bothered me about the Knicks not getting Donovan Mitchell. But we were talking about this before the show got started. Me, you, Pat Costello, Shannon Penn, Alan Yates. This is a lot of conversation for a guy that is a star, but not a super superstar. But they're building up saying the Knicks really missed out on a superstar that could have helped this Knicks team finally get on the right track. Well, I think it's I think it's really it has to do with New York too, right? Mm-hmm. It's the Knicks. Yep. They're looking for an identity, a star, so to speak. 
here's a guy who's a three-time All-Star. A lot of people look at him and would compare him to Dwayne Wade back in the day. And, and look, he's a hell of a player, no question about it. But I don't think that the Knicks missed out mm-hmm. to a point of no return. They still got some young guns, some young players over there. Now, look, if you add Donovan Mitchell to the Knicks, but you got to subtract R.J. Barrett, right? You got to subtract Quentin Grimes potentially and picks to go along with that. So it it doesn't it's not productive. Like if I if I'm moving something to get something, that's something that I'm going to get better be big enough right to take me to the next step. And sure. I don't know that Donovan Mitchell would be big enough to take the Knicks to the next step where you look at Cleveland, they're basically young, right? Mm-hmm. Mobley, uh, uh now you got now you got Donovan Mitchell who's essentially young. Uh Garland is young. And now if you're talking about 2024, there's something out there that they could sniff out and maybe they grab another piece as these guys continue to grow, then they put themselves in the top echelon, upper echelon of the East. Right now, Freddie, they're not – I mean, they're pretty much the same seeding to me. Okay. I mean, they're still that 6, 7, 8. They're not that 4, 3, 2, 1. Right, they're not. But the, he makes them better. I don't think there's any doubt about that. I think he makes them – more of a threat in the Eastern Conference in terms of being a pain in the behind than people want to admit because Donovan Mitchell has been that good. He has been that terrific. First five years in the NBA, averaging over 20 points per game. But no disrespect to him. We're not talking about that much of a difference maker that the Knicks missed out on him. This would have made sense that if people say the Knicks fumbled the bag, Keyshawn, if they didn't have Jalen Brunson. I know you can play small ball in the NBA, that's way too small, in my opinion, in the backcourt that both of those guys together and give up an R.J. Barrett, a long play that you need on the wing in modern basketball in the NBA. I wonder if if they didn't do the the um, the uh, you just mentioned his name, Jalen Bronson, Johnny Bronson. If they didn't do the Bronson deal, would they have acquired Donovan Mitchell if Bronson wasn't there? Would it have been a stronger push to get Donovan Mitchell? And now that they look at it, do they say to themselves, maybe we shouldn't have grabbed Bronson, maybe we should have waited well, it out yeah. or made a stronger push to go get Donovan Mitchell when the noise was – because the noise was screaming during the season. It wasn't Absolutely. like the noise happened just this summer. The noise was – people was talking about it during the season. This could be his last year in Utah, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things – and I'm glad you mentioned that here on Keyshawn, J. Will and Max, Keyshawn Johnson, Freddie Coleman, and ESPN Radio and ESPN2 because – you can have buyer's remorse if you're a Knicks fan. And I'm not saying that the Knicks don't have buyer's remorse right now by saying maybe we went after the wrong guy, maybe we decided to go after the wrong guy, but they felt Jalen Brunson fit what they needed to do. And then all of a sudden, Utah wanted to just completely start over. The minute they moved on from Rudy Gobert and got all those picks in return, Danny Ainge has done this before the Boston Celtics, and you knew at a certain point he was going to move on from Donovan Mitchell. But it became less about Mitchell being moved to Cleveland than about the Knicks missing out. And Adrian Wojnarowski, ESPN NBA insider, he talked about how this all happened. Donovan Mitchell going to Cleveland and not going to the New York Knicks. Utah wanted R.J. Barrett, Quentin Grimes, and three first-round picks from New York. That would have been two unprotected and a perhaps a protected, up to top five protected pick. But the Knicks did not want to put Grimes in a deal. They were willing to do Emmanuel quickly. And with Emmanuel quickly, Utah's ask was three unprotected picks. They valued Grimes more than quickly. And essentially, New York said, we'll do quickly and RJ, but we want 
two unprotected picks and a protected third. We essentially want what you want for Grimes. We want to put quickly in that deal. And that was the end. I, Utah's ask came down on Sunday night, I was told. So he was told the asking price came down to Knicks. So you know what? No dice, no sale. People are tired of the Knicks getting jilted by people and not making the right kind of moves. That's not to say they didn't make the right move, Key, by not going that hard at the Donovan Mitchell because they felt for him that price was way too much. Minnesota can pay those prices with Rudy Gobert. The Knicks were not willing to do that for Donovan Mitchell, even though Mitchell's clearly a better player than Rudy Gobert. Yeah, it's all about what you see in, in the organization, where you think your organization is headed. Are you ready to compete for a world championship today? Or, 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 or are you looking at something even bigger tomorrow? And I think that a lot of times when – players move and star players move people automatically think because they got that particular player they're supposed to compete for championships right now mm-hmm. the cleveland cavaliers or the new york knicks were not are not ready to compete for a championship right now sure. two years from now as as people become available maybe you can grab a big gun to go along with the rest of the players that you have right. and then you can unleash that on the rest of the nba but neither one of these teams no matter which side donovan mitchell would have gone to, they weren't ready to compete for a championship now anyway. John in Texas, we'll get to your calls about this at Triple H, say ESPN, 888-729-3776 on did the New York Knicks fumble the bag by not landing Donovan Mitchell. Also, we're going to talk about now what for the Baltimore Ravens and Lamar Jackson now that Sierra's man got all that money from the Denver Broncos. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. 
radio to your smart speaker and phone. Now playing ESPN Radio. Or watch on ESPN2. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Live weekday morning starting at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN2. It is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max with Keyshawn Johnson. I'm Freddie Coleman on ESPN Radio. And I'm teaching again this semester at Marist College in Poughkeepsie, teaching a radio podcast. And I got a lot of terrific students, Key. And boy, did your name come up. During the class yesterday, it's the second class of the semester because the semester started earlier this week. What you mean it come up? What came up? What what what? what got, I, understand. I got a lot of New York Jets fans oh. in my class. What and, is he like? What's he like to work with? No, no, no. It wasn't anything like that. They were asking about man. You had a chance to see Keyshawn play because they've only seen film of you. And I said, no, I saw him at the height of his powers with the New York Jets. So they were asking questions about that, like, you know, how, how good was he, how terrific was he, and then they got into the whole question about what is he like to work with. So all of a sudden – I was part, solid. No, was pretty solid. I didn't say you were solid. I said you were more than that because I, 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 mentioned, I mentioned the one year where you had all those different quarterbacks, the year after you guys got the AFC Championship game. I said as bad as he was as being a bad boy that year when the Jets got the AFC Championship game, I thought the next year – was your best year as a New York Jet because all the quarterbacks that you had to play with. And guys, I got to go look back at that and see Keyshawn when he had a chance to play like that in 1999. 99, yeah, 99 was cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I would I would, I would, would say because I was a little bit older. Yeah. Um, and I had to make adjustments left and right. I mean, I played with four different quarterbacks mm-hmm. that year. Absolutely. So, I mean, yeah, I did my I did what I was supposed to do. I don't... I don't shy away from it. Yeah, the one you know, thing. I, yeah. If I, I wish I could have had a Vinny Testaverde for eleven straight years. Yeah, uh-huh. I, I wish I could have had Brad Johnson for eleven straight years, uh-huh. or a Ray Lucas when he was good, continuing yeah. to develop for eleven straight years. Sure, sure. That was the one thing they also wanted to know in terms of making that adjustment, where you go from being a professional athlete like you were, and being in our business, and what kind of steps. I said, well, he's the kind of guy that's going to work hard at it. No, I'm not. Okay, I'm going to fool them. No, no, you're not. I got them all fooled. Don't start trouble. See, there you are right now. (laughs) Starting trouble. I'm I'm, 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 I'm hyping you up. I got them all fooled, man. I don't work hard. I'm lazy. Uh, What else? What's the number? Go ahead. Keep going. Uh, I'm I'm, overrated. I'm I'm really Misha more than Keyshawn. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm Misha more than Keyshawn. I'm overrated. I wasn't that good. My career, my (laughs) broadcasting career is just like my NFL career. I am in I should just go away. What else? (laughs) I am in Yeah, I should just go away. Jeez, you can't even you can't even do the humble brag part properly now because that's not you. Well, I, I didn't just say it. I, you know, as they say, uh-huh. his broadcasting career is just like his football career. It sucks. But, but my answer is, who are they? Who are these they the that internet. are saying that? The internet, yeah, because the internet's never wrong. No, not at all. <laughs> the, inter- the internet writes my checks. Yeah, that's true. And boy, you get paid a lot of money. Breaking news. The Broncos and Russell Wilson. Five years, $245 million extension. Yeah, but how much is the guarantee? Buck 65. They're recorrecting the market. Lamar will come in around $200 million fully guaranteed. So does $165 million equal $200 million plus when it comes to Lamar Jackson and his new contract, the Baltimore Ravens? Keyshawn J. Will and Max. He's Keyshawn Johnson. I'm Freddie Coleman on ESPN Radio. Don't forget to hit us up on the ESPN app and your smart speaker. Just say play ESPN Radio as well as ESPN2. We're going to get into that. Does 165 million equal 200 plus million when it comes to Lamar Jackson now that Russell Wilson got that kind of guaranteed money? 
from the Denver Broncos. But a couple people on the way in about the Donovan Mitchell non-trade to the New York Knicks on his way to Cleveland Cavaliers from the Utah Jazz at triple eight say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. John in Texas, thanks for calling us on the Dr. Pepper calling line. What you got? Yeah, thanks for taking my call. Three quick comments on the Knicks. Uh, uh, they uh, Knicks will be in the playoffs a whole lot sooner without Donovan Mitchell than they would have been without him. His, his uh, physical skills are eroding, plus he's a problem in the locker room. Lamar Jackson is, will break the bank. Thank goodness for him that he held out. And most, most importantly, the third comment, I'm from Plano, Texas, Dallas Cowboy country. Mm-hmm. As long as we have this cat, he puts up great stats at quarterback, but he does not have the clutch gene, and we will never get to the promised land of the Super Bowl with Dak Prescott as our quarterback. Thank you. Okay, well, John in Texas went hard. <laughs> he went hard to Dak okay, Prescott. Knicks, no, yep. without Donovan. Mm-hmm. Yep. That was the second one. The second one was um, in between Dak Prescott where he said the Knicks. No, that was the last one. Dak yeah, Prescott, Dak Prescott was, the was the last one. one. The Knicks was the first one. And the, oh, Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson. Yeah, 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 he, he went against what you said, that you wouldn't go out there without a contract if you were Lamar Jackson. Man, I'm not coming in here without a contract, let alone go out there. <laughs> <laughs> if you really want to know, I mean, come on. I'm not, going on, I'm not stepping on the field, ready? <laughs> right now, Dave Roberts' head just exploded. Just hearing that right now. Justin no, Craig's I'm, hair I'm just exploded. So I'm, not, I'm not, okay, so you expect for Lamar Jackson to, I, I don't understand the premise of being happy, mm-hmm. trying to make yourself happy when you're not happy. And I, I don't see Lamar Jackson going out on the field. I just don't see it mm-hmm. not getting his money. It just doesn't. I can't comprehend doing you a favor, essentially, yeah. is what I would be doing if I step on the field. If I'm if I'm Lamar Jackson, I'm stepping on the field for the Baltimore Ravens, I'm doing them a favor. Right. Well, he's and getting, I'm not willing to take that chance. But he's getting $23 million in guaranteed money this year, though. It's not he's playing for no money this year I, I, in 2022. I, I, understand, I understand $23 million, but guess what? What if that's the last $23 million? That's how I look at it. Okay. That might be what, what playing if. Playing a long game. What if, what if that's the last $23 million? I know. It's not going to happen. Dak Prescott, uh, he got hurt. He still got his money. I get that. That's a different organization. Right. Right? It's just like the Cleveland Browns situation. That's a different organization. Mm-hmm. Every organization is a little bit different. That's why they pick certain players. They release certain players. They pay certain players. Right? I mean, that's just different organization. You know? And so, for me, my advice to Lamar would be just, Let's 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 negotiate this thing to the last minute, and then snatch the rug from underneath them, and you know, holler at me. I'm a, I'm going to Cabo, and we gonna hang out a little bit. Then I get with y'all probably during the bye week. That's my conversation. Right. Well, a lot of conversations are going to continue about that, especially now that Russell Wilson got that kind of extension from the Denver Broncos, including 165 million dollars. Sound like monopoly money, money right? It is monopoly money. You, you know, when you're printing, people fail to realize that these teams are paying quarterbacks the kind of money and doing this under the structure of a salary cap. They're not doing this just printing money because I heard Stephen A. Smith on first take talk about the Dallas Cowboys are printing money and they're the most valuable franchise in Forbes. I said, yeah, but there's still a salary cap in the National yeah, Football still, League. But they still print money. That salary cap, as I tell, uh, and I've told Pat Costello mm-hmm. and James Steele and, and Max Kellerman and Jay Will and everybody on the show, I'll tell you this. There is no damn salary cap. 
Stop allowing these people to send that narrative out there in the universe. They've been screaming salary cap since the salary cap was invented. But then what's the point? But the salary cap, there's a money, there's a component to it that you have to be under that salary cap. Yeah, but but I can get under the salary cap because I'm going to pay who I want to pay. Right. And I'm going to manipulate the future future salary caps. So when I go into 23, I can project. 24, I can project. 25, I can project because the television deals are already done. So I can ball from the future on my salary cap and make the adjustment later on, and that's what teams are doing. And I think a lot of people get caught up in, well, if they pay this quarterback, they're not going to be able to do this. Everybody pays their quarterbacks. You have to. And everybody pays their receivers when they're good, and everybody plays their linebackers when they're good, and their defensive linemen when they're good. Just look at the Los Angeles Rams, for instance. True. They won the Super Bowl. They decided they were going to sign three players to mega deals. Okay, the three star players in the Super Bowl, Aaron Donald, Matthew Stafford, and Cooper Cup, all cashed in on top of Sean McVay and Les Snead, which don't go against the salary cap because they're front office. And in the end, they still got to sign their draft picks. They're going to have other people that come up that they've got to get to, and and they're going to be able to get to those guys. And you, I, I just I laugh every time, though. It's like the salary cap, they can't afford to do it. Yes, they can. Because all they're going to do is manipulate the numbers. And front load everything or back load everything based on the player or based on the position. Based on the player, based on the position, and based on how deep is my owner's cash flow. So when you look at Russell Wilson's situation at $165 million guaranteed dollars, well, look who just bought the team. They got plenty of they money. They got plenty of money. So yeah. it's like it just depends on who it is. We're not talking about the Raiders. We're not talking about Mark Davis that's got to figure out how to get the cash flow that he needs to get the deal done. We're not talking about that. Russell Wilson getting all that new money. He answered this question. What is the best part about extending his contract where he's going to be the Denver Broncos for the next seven years? I think the best part about it all is just the people that I get to be around. I think with Coach Hackett's leadership every day on a daily basis, how he gets the guys going, his focus, his attention to detail, our quarterback room with Coach Kubiak and uh, Justin Allen and, and just the rest of the guys, Brett and, and Josh. Uh, I get to I get to go in a QB room every single day and just push and push and push and learn and learn. When you hear that, that's a guy taking a shot at Seattle by saying they never allowed me to be in this kind of quarterback room that I'm going to be with the Denver Broncos. That was a clear shot at the way that he believes the Seattle Seahawks treated him the well, latter part of his career. And, and that's his feelings, and he should feel that way because he was an important part of the organization for a very, very long time. So he should feel a certain way uh, toward – that organization and Pete Carroll and company. But I think the Seattle Seahawks, they both got tired of each other to a degree, but that's I think it, Seattle right. Seattle got tired of him to the point of no return. Why did they get tired of him, in your opinion? I just think from from the demands and, and the not really assuring them at a point in time that he was 100% all in, and then they gave leeway and kind of – I don't want to say caved in, but allowed him to have his voice and be a part of it, and it didn't really amount to where they were trying to go, which was to win a championship, to get to a championship. When they did it their way, and when I say their way, I mean like the style of running the football and playing defense, they went to two Super Bowls. After that second Super Bowl, they decided there were certain people within the locker room that wasn't really feeling Russ like that, but they parted with them and sided with him and said, okay, 
we're going to turn this thing over to you, and we're going to be a pass-first heavy offense, and we'll figure out the defensive side, and it never got back on track. And it was, you know, they didn't dress, did not address the offensive line at the level that some other teams probably did. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they met the guys on the defensive side of the ball got a little older, and so they put a little more emphasis on Russell Wilson to carry the team, and he didn't necessarily carry him to the point where that money that they gave him matched up to them winning games or getting deep runs into the playoffs and going back to a Super Bowl, winning or losing. And so when you look at that, Freddie, you would have to think in modern football, not that I can ever remember, a franchise quarterback in the prime of his career being dealt, a winning two-time appearing Super Bowl quarterback being dealt from his team because they wanted to do something different or felt they could do something different with anybody in that position and said, you can go to Denver, we'll take the picks and a player, and they can give you $165 million of guaranteed money because we don't think you're that guy. In other words, hey, Seattle, good luck to you, especially opening day when Russell Wilson comes back to Denver Broncos, wants to show you exactly what you're going to be missing out on with him staying in Denver for an additional seven years. Keyshawn Johnson, Freddie Cohen, and Keyshawn, J. Will and Max on ESPN Radio, as well as ESPN2. College football got started in fine fashion last night, but this contender may have the toughest road to get to a college football playoff championship. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. From your radio to your smart speaker and phone. Now playing ESPN Radio. Or watch on ESPN2. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Live weekday morning starting at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio. And on ESPN2. 170! This is 4 Downs. 
And for Dallas, it's brought to you by Geico. Switch to Geico today and see all the ways you could save. With Keyshawn Johnson and Freddie Coleman, thanks for joining us. And Keyshawn J. Will and Max, presented by Progressive Insurance. Catch us on ESPN Radio and watch us on ESPN2. It's time to get it going because we got college football, big college football weekend, games last night, games tonight, games on Saturday, games on Sunday, games on Monday. It is time to make sure four downs get you ready for college football. First down. Number five, Notre Dame at number two, Ohio State. Key, Ohio State's a 17-point favorite. It's the first game as head coach for Marcus Freeman of Notre Dame, and many people want him to have this job. He's earned his right to get this job. This is a really tough way to open up your Notre Dame coaching stint if you're Marcus Freeman against number two, Ohio State, and Marcus Stroud on the other side, C.J. Stroud on the other side. It is, Freddie. You know, he coached a bowl game last year, and, and for them, this is his first regular season game as a full-time Notre Dame head coach going into the horseshoe 17-point underdogs. I don't see how they get out of there at all. You know, Ohio State have superior athletes compared to Notre Dame, and yeah. when you look at Notre Dame, yes, they, they come with a lot of hype, the number 5 uh, team in the country, and, and, and that's respectable and understandable. Where are they going to be? In the end, though, are they going to be in the mix in the end? I don't think so. And Ohio State, Ryan Day, he is a Boston Homers head coach, 18-1 and as a head coach in Columbus. And the average score of those games is 50 for Ohio State and 17.3 for the opponents. What's next? Second down. Number 11, Oregon at number 3, Georgia. I'm surprised the spread is only 17. I thought George would be favored by more than that because Oregon, they lose Mario Cristobal, who leaves that program to go to Miami. Dan Lanning, the new head coach, the former defensive coordinator for Georgia last year. And this Georgia team wants to show everybody it wasn't a fluke that they won their first national championship since Herschel Walker was running the football for them in the 80s. They want to show people that they're on that Alabama line and they get a chance to do that on Saturday at home in Atlanta versus Oregon. Georgia losing a defensive coordinator to Oregon to become their head coach. It'll be interesting to see what Georgia's defense under Kirby Smart looks like. Is Kirby Smart going to call the defensive plays? Is he heavy involved in the defensive side of the ball? Or are we going to watch Oregon run up and down the field, the mm-hmm. traditional Oregon style, although Mario Cristobal tried to change it a little bit prior to him going to Miami. I don't see Oregon being able to take on this physical style and the dominance that Georgia presents itself with. I don't see where Oregon can handle that challenge, but maybe I'm wrong. I don't know if you're wrong, but I will say this to back up your point. Georgia's at a point right now, Key, that they're going to constantly reload. It is not about rebuilding. Oregon's rebuilding. New head coach bringing in somebody who they believe in to replace Mario Cristobal. But Georgia now is at that level where they reload in college football. They're not about rebuilding. And unfortunately for Oregon, they're going to find that out in the worst way down in Atlanta against the Georgia Bulldogs on Saturday. What's next? Third down. Number 23, Cincinnati. At number 19, Arkansas. Arkansas, six-and-a-half-point favorite that game Saturday at 3.30 Eastern, Eastern time on ESPN Television. We talk about Alabama. We talk about Georgia and other teams in the SEC. But this Arkansas team continues to do things the right way with their coach. But Cincinnati wants to show people as they get ready to go to the Big 12 that they are ready to face any big dog on opening day like this out of the SEC. Yeah, I like Cincinnati in this situation for some reason. I know okay. that Desmond Ritter, the quarterback, is no longer there. He's with the Atlanta Falcons. But – when I look at the Cincinnati team and what they've been able to build in this situation with Luke, uh, oh, God, what's his name? Luke, Luke Fickle. Uh, 
Luke, I almost call him Luke Farrell. Luke <laughs> Fickle, when, when, when you look at what he's been able to build since he's been there, it's been a believable program, a yep. dominant program. Mm-hmm. He's, he's staying the course. He didn't decide to pick up and vote over the last couple of years for a power five, so to speak, job. He's sticking around Cincinnati, and he feels that this program is headed in the right direction to compete at an all-time high with the big boys, and this will be a, a real test for them going up against Arkansas in Arkansas. You raised a great point about what Luke Fickle has done to get Cincinnati ready to go into the Big 12 Conference and a power conference because he never looked at Cincinnati as a team, even though they were in a group of five conference, as a group of five team. That's not how he operated. And now, to your point, Key, we're starting to see the fruits of that labor when it comes to Luke Fickle. They're going to play games like this, but they're more than believable that they can actually get a win against an SEC team that many people believe could really sneak in and be maybe a little bit of a threat, a lot closer to Alabama, Texas A&M than anybody wants to think about when it comes to Wu Pig down at Arkansas. Luke Wilson, Luke Farrell, Luke, just all that. All these Lukes around? Luke Hans yeah. all, all over the place? <laughs> What's next? Fourth down, right at number 14 USC. Well, you know we had to put the Trojans in the four downs. Keyshawn's alma mammy, 32-and-a-half point favorite. I'm thinking it should be a blowout for the first game in the Lincoln-Riley era for your fight on Trojans, Keyshawn Johnson. Yeah, that's what we're thinking, but you just <laughs> never know. I, I'm just I'm just being honest with you, man. we sitting at 14, and Caleb Wilson coming over from Oklahoma, and Jordan Addison, another prize portal recruit that we took from the University of Pittsburgh, uh-huh. who was the Belitnikoff winner a year ago, who certainly – is very dominant. Guess what number he's going to wear, Freddie? What's that? What's that? He's going to wear the three. Really? The USC Trojan three, Jordan ah. Addison. So a lot of a lot of heat and pressure ah. is on that young man to play at the highest level, rocking that three. That's for damn show, and he know. Yeah. Did Did you approve that? Because we wanted to know between <clears throat> Pat Allen, me, and Shannon, we want to know did you approve of that? Because we know they had to consult you. About wearing the number three I, I, at USC. I didn't, you know, I didn't approve it. Um, Carson Palmer signed, because Carson wore it after me. Okay. And Carson signed off on it, but I'm fine with it. I'm, okay. Carson signs off, I'm good. No right. big deal. Right. Jordan knows, though, that the the college football landscape is a watching that three, especially wearing it at home, you know, as a Trojan, people paying attention to him. So he knows. He's already mm-hmm. got the message. Yeah, yeah. You you remind me, talking about with USC, well, you never know, 32-and-a-half point favorite against Rice. You remind me of somebody at a wedding where somebody said, it's going to be a wonderful marriage for the bride and groom. And he goes, ah, you never know. And then somebody says, why do you say that? He goes, if they break up soon, I'm going to look like a genius. That's what you sound like being careful. No, we're not going. Oh, you we're never not gonna, know. No, we're not going to break up with with Lincoln Riley. Not at all. Lincoln Riley is, is he right now. He's got about a two season. He's got about two seasons. He okay. got this year and next year, and then that third year he's got a. It's got to look different. His first and second year is fine. Okay. By the time he gets to the third year, it's got to look a certain way. Because if it doesn't look a certain way. It could, it could, the heat will turn up. But I think he, I think he's in good hands here, though. Well, we know he can recruit. We know he can coach. Doing that at Oklahoma, but now doing it at USC, where they want to get back to where they believe they belong in the hierarchy of college football, that'll be a major, major challenge. No, I ain't know Riley. where we think we belong. We okay. know we belong. Well, you, you, you know where you belong. You haven't been there in a minute. That's what I'm saying. In terms uh, we of, haven't yeah. been there. We haven't won a national championship. Mm-hmm. We've been a, a, a very 
powerful winning program. We just haven't won a national championship in probably God I forgot how long it's been a minute, but that's not, really yeah. it. But we've been to we've been to the January first bowls sure. and stuff like that. But we want to be in the yeah. we want to be in the final four. You want to be in the money time. Yeah, we want to be in the money time. That's what we used to. Yeah, especially all those years when you had in the early two thousands when USC was no doubt ruling college football and we mentioned college football is back and tomorrow you got number three georgia taking on number 11 oregon presented by dr pepper coverage begins at 3 p.m eastern time on espn radio as well as the espn app serena williams just supreme in the final set when she had to be honestly i'm just looking at it as a bonus i don't have anything to prove i don't have anything to win i have absolutely nothing to lose He's Keyshawn Johnson. I'm Freddie Coleman. Thanks for joining us on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio. Catch us on the ESPN app as well as Sirius XM Channel 80. And on your smart speaker, just say play ESPN Radio. So we won't have Serena and Venus around anymore. Seems more than likely they're not going to play doubles at a major after losing last night in straight sets in the first round. They had that match on primetime. They moved it to primetime on ESPN. A whole bunch of people there to see that. But now it gets real even once again, Keyshawn. Serena Williams in the third round of the U.S. Open. They moved that match from ESPN2 to ESPN to maximize more eyeballs to see exactly if she can get to the weekend. It's been one of those stories that has continued to, I don't want to say surprise people, because I think we've gotten to the point, or we should have gotten to the point, that nothing that Serena Williams does should surprise anybody on and off the tennis court. No, not, not at all. Last night, obviously, in terms of the doubles with Serena and Venus, they hadn't played in a major since 2018 on the double front. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I wonder how last night will affect tonight in the singles in the third round for Serena. I, I would think she would be fine because she's been able, you know, she was able to move around a little bit and and stay active and not yeah. just sit and, and be dormant after the round two uh, victory. I'm not surprised that she's in this position. I think a lot of people, when they look at the, her age, they look at over the last five or so years what she's had to go through in her own personal life with her with her daughter and, and just doing those sort of things as a family, with a family, it, it becomes a little bit different. And we're so used to seeing her ranked in the top whatever, mm-hmm. right, top four or five, and that name is, I mean, that number is not mentioned anymore. It's just like, oh, it's Serena Williams. It's not the number one player in the world, number two player in the world. It's just like it's Serena Williams. People forget that's Serena Williams. That's why she said what she said. It's like, you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm Serena. Me. What are you? I'm me. Like, well, I, there's nothing. Like, I don't owe anybody anything. I can. I, I'm pretty good at this, and so that's the way you got to look at it. She's pretty good at tennis, and she knows when to turn it on and when not to. We're never going to see the likes of her ever again, and I'm saying that from a tennis standpoint but definitely from a sports brand standpoint, and that's no disrespect to any athletes on the come up right now, especially female athletes that continue to make more and more of a difference in having their brands expand past their sport. But somebody that when she's there, the sport is better. When she's not there, the sport suffers. You're not going to see that in tennis. With the minute that we don't have Serena, Nadal, Federer, Djokovic, there's nobody out there. Coco Golf could be that, but that's yeah, I'm hoping. I'm yeah, hoping. Yeah. I'm hoping. Yeah, you're hoping that Coco Golf. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that Coco Golf gives us some of the same mm-hmm. feelings that Serena and Venus gave us for a long period of time. Okay, uh, she's still young, relatively young at this sport, 
in what she's capable of doing. And I think the people out there, because it's everything. It's just not, you got to remember, right. it's everything. It's just not the tennis game. Sure. It's everything outside of tennis that came with Serena and Venus. It's the story. It's the packaging up. It's the cat suit back in the U.S. Open. It's all of the fashion. It's just everything that she brought to tennis. Sure. And maybe Coco Golf could, you know, grab a few pieces of the low-hanging fruit fruit that the Williams sisters kind of leave behind. Preston of Minnesota wants to weigh in on Serena Williams at triple eight, say ESPN, 888-729-3776, part of the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Good morning, Preston. What's going on? Not much. Um, just watching ESPN, and I just have to say, Serena Williams is the best women's player, tennis player of all time. I'm just saying mm-hmm. that she's not the greatest tennis player of all time. Explain Does that the, make sense? Uh, yeah, explain the distinction. I want to hear that. Yeah, so would you? who would you take, if you had to bet on someone, would you take Serena Williams versus Roger Federer, Rafael Nadal? Well, I'm all Yeah, well, I'm never going to place women compared to men in tennis because Serena said a long time ago, and people said that she was as great as the top 100 players in the world. She said, "You're not putting me out there to Andy Murray. I would get smoked six two, six nothing, six one." She even knows that evolution would not allow her to be in that kind of category. I will say this: if, if at the height of the powers, and I've, I've been blessed, Keyshawn, to see both Serena play the height of her powers and Martina Navratilova play the height of her powers, I would have loved to have seen that match with Serena's power and her athleticism versus Martina Navratilova's all-court game and her athleticism. So when people say she's the greatest women's player of all time, I can make a case that Martina Navratilova is, it, it can, can be considered that as well. Those are the two gold standards for me when it comes to the greatest women's tennis players of all time, Serena on one side and Martina on the other side. Yeah, of, of course, you can't compare uh, a female to a male in a, a sport up against each other. But you can certainly compare the accomplishments. Sure. You can certainly yeah. compare those sort of things. And if you go back and you look at Serena's career, there was a point in time in her career, Freddie, and it, it, this, you know, was, let's say it was from 2001 to about, I don't know, 07 or something along those lines, where every single match was a just a blowout. Like it was, it was flawless. Like it was, it was ridiculously mm-hmm. flawless. So when you look at it from that perspective, she might be the greatest tennis player of all time, okay. whether female or male. Okay, you have to you have to dive into it because yeah, we talk about Nadal and Federer and some of the other Sampras and some of the other great mm-hmm. players that came along that laid the foundation in tennis and dominated for a period of time, you have to look at how they dominated. Was it flawless? Was it clunky? Did they win Did they win a master, a, a, a major tennis uh, event here, but then they lost three, then they won one? Or, or did they win them all in a row? I mean, you just got to gotta really study it to look at it before right. we can make that determination that she's not the greatest tennis player of all time. Because she's, I mean, we can talk about Serena from this level in terms of like people love to use Mount Rushmore. And I, I stay away from those kind of things because I don't think you can attach greatness and try to compare it with different sports because it's a different discipline when it comes to tennis compared to golf, compared to basketball, football, etc. But in terms of her influence, there's no doubt that her influence is the greatest influence, in my opinion. 
when it comes to women's tennis because nobody saw this coming. When Richard Williams put Venus and Serena out there, people looked at him with side eye and with sideways face. And then when Serena and Venus took a break away from tennis to do other things, people said they were doing the wrong thing. Then when they came back, people said, man, they did the right thing. They were able to put that in perspective to say, we're going to make sure our brand and our influence, even though they could not have calculated that, Keyshawn, that it was going to get to this kind of impact, especially with Serena. She's influenced not just young people in this country when it comes to tennis, but so many players in other countries said, that's who I wanted to play like. That's who I wanted to be like. That's why you can even make more of that case that her influence is the greatest that tennis has ever seen. Their, their influence has been tremendous. There's no question about it. Set up by her mom and her dad. But don't get it <clears throat> twisted that the Williams family didn't know that they would have an impact the way that they have, not just in sport. Mm-hmm but in the country in general. They so? certainly knew that they were going to have a major impact and change the way we look at tennis based on their kids. That's why they did it. That, that's one of the reasons that they stuck with it. Right. A lot of people think that they stuck with it just because it was a financial reward. Well, of course it's going to be a financial reward to it. Yeah. But also with that, they knew that they were going to take this to a whole nother level you know, when you go back and and you go back to '98, uh, when when Serena was was thrust onto the scene at the U.S. Open, you go back to that and you look at that and you say to yourself, "Well, I, I don't think that this is going to last long." You obviously aren't watching or paying attention to the people that's teaching them how to play tennis, mm-hmm. how to take advantage of the situation, how to continue to stay at the level, and all those things, and also surrounding them with the right people to help them guide their careers in the right direction. From May 2009 to March 2018, and this was put up there by Shannon Penn, our producer, Serena Williams never lost back-to-back matches at any point in that span, a stretch of 405 matches without losing consecutive matches. That stretch was snapped at Indian Wells and Miami in 2018. That was her first two tournaments back after giving birth to her daughter, Alexis Olympia. She won a major championship in a family way. Yeah. That's never going to happen again either. <laughs> and even if, you, even if you go back even further than that, if, if Shannon goes back even further than that and look, at, and look at the time period where she was just, she was getting ready to win all four. Right. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. That's right. It, it's just, it's remarkable to see. Yeah. And it, it, we'll see if that remarkable to see once again if Serena can find a way to get past the third round and get to the weekend as she plays the third round match tonight. That match on ESPN at 7 o'clock Eastern time. Keyshawn Johnson, Freddie coming to Keyshawn, Jalen and Max. Why are people using football terms when it comes to the Knicks not getting down to Mitchell? That's next. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, Jaywill and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! 
Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.